Well, this morning is uh, special. Do you want the stool? No. Okay. He's going to pace. This morning is special. Uh, we have a special speaker here this morning, uh, Brandon Smith, which many of you know, but I kind of wanted to take a moment to introduce because we have some new faces here. But Brandon is a third generation of faithful Christian witness that we have here today. The Thomases have been a part of this church since it's, or near its beginning. Uh, uh, Cheryl and Brian Smith are, are uh, Brandon's parents. And Brandon is right now training for ministry at Great Lakes Christian College. So the, the picture that they showed up here, I noticed, um, the college student that you've been supporting with your offerings and with our offerings in general has, has been Brandon himself. And so uh, we're really excited to have him here this morning uh, to come and to speak to us about the importance of missions, to get us fired up, hopefully to be personal missionaries, but also to give as much as possible to the missionaries who are working across the world today to spread, spread the good news of Jesus Christ. And so this is a great and safe place for you. Come and preach the word. I remember um, Jesus' words were that when he went to his hometown, no one listened to him, right? Because a prophet doesn't li- Let us not be Jesus' hometown we have a young man here who, is, who has come to speak the words of God to us today. And so let us hear his word. Uh, let me pray for him real quick before he comes up. Lord God, I pray that you would be with us this morning, that you would open our ears to what you have to say, uh, that you would give an extra dose of your power and spirit upon Brandon. I pray a blessing upon him and um, Ariel and, all of, uh, and the baby and all of the things that they have to do for you. I pray you would open doors of ministry, that you would bring people into his life, that he might share the good news with them. Be with us this morning. Let us hear your word. We pray in the name of Jesus and through the power of the Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jordan. Good morning. Okay. Um, well, thank you all for the opportunity to come before you today and share God's word together with you all. Um, this morning, I wanted to t- uh, take a break from the series that's been going on and talk about missions uh, a little more, more in depth. Um, the mission committee passed on to me that uh, their theme for the current year is uh, kind of give so others may live. And I just wanted to look more in depth at that theme this morning. Um, with that, I wanted to look at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. So if you have your Bibles to look at that. If you prefer not to, I will have it on the screen. So that's cool. That's going to be something new. I have to turn that on. Um, a little new for me as well. Um, but before we dive into the scriptures, I just wanted to give a little bit of uh, background information to help understand the passage in its context, to help understand how this applies as well. Second uh, Corinthians was probably written uh, in about 58 AD, which is about three decades after Christ uh, died and resurrected. Um, and this is coming from Paul. Paul's writing this letter in advance of his coming to Corinth. He's coming back through some of the area churches, probably to raise support for famine that was going on in Jerusalem, as depicted in Acts. Um, as the title might suggest, this is in his first letter to Corinthians, uh, and it has a much different tone to that as well. Um, the Corinthian church is well aware of the fundraising going on by Paul, and in fact, he says that the Corinthian church has promised to give money and support. His, Paul and his companions have been 
boasting, in his own words, but more of like a proud, uh, proud explanation of saying, hey, look, this is what this church is doing. We're so proud of them, to other churches to help uh, raise some more support for them as well. Um, but at the same time, Paul may have been a little worried about the giving because they had promised ahead of time, but he wanted to kind of give them a heads up to make sure that the gift was ready. He didn't want to catch them by surprise, especially in a society like that where keeping your word is highly valued. It, he wanted to, it would be a really big deal for them, so he wanted to make sure that they were prepared. Uh, so Paul sends Titus, and probably a couple others, out with him to make sure that the letter is sent. In fact, it very well could have been Titus, one of his like, disciples, who presented this letter to the church in Corinth. Uh, so, getting into the text. 2 Corinthians 9, uh, beginning in verse 5. Therefore, I considered it necessary to urge the brothers to go on ahead of, to you and arrange in advance the generous gift you promised, so that it will be ready as a gift and not as an exhortion. Uh, remember this. The person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the person who sows generously will also reap generously. Each person should do as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Awesome. And God is able to make every grace, grace overflow to you, so that in every way, always, having everything you need, you may excel in every good work. As it is written, he scattered, he gave to the poor, his righteousness, righteousness endures forever. Now, the one who provides the seed for the sower and bread for food will provide and multiply your seed and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Um, you will be enriched in every way for all generosity, which produces thanksgiving to God through us. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is overflowing in many acts of thanksgiving to God. They will glorify God for your obedience to the confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with others through the proof provided by this service. And they, there we go, good. And they will have deep affection for you in their prayers on your behalf because of the surpassing grace of God in you. As I stumbled around this text, I noticed that there's a cycle that Paul forms to help remind the Corinthians about how this giving works. And I think, it, I think it's a good way to keep it in perspective that it's not just one, uh, one direction but in fact a cycle. He kind of starts this cycle with God, talking about how he has provided for the church in Corinth, and then to move on to talk about how they, the Corinthian church, uh, give to others, and then finally how the others then turn and praise God. And this completes the cycle. I created this PowerPoint with the intention of this visual aid as it develops to make it easier to understand, because sometimes seeing things is a lot easier than just hearing it. So, starting off with the God portion. Um, he gives us enough to cover our needs, in this text he says. So this, this may be through financial means, or by working with each other to support one another within the church itself. 
The church is intentionally a place where believers can come together, living through the ups and downs of life. In the text here, Paul mentions that God provides enough to give and enrich in every way for all generosity. He also makes reference to this grace that overflows to you to provide for your needs. So there's definitely a directional to us. Hey! Uh, us. Um, in this context, us refers to the Corinthians, because that's who Paul's writing to. But maybe it's a hint for later, um, since they were the original recipients. Paul calls the Corinthian church for their gift not to be an exhortion. Now, exhortion is not necessarily a word used every day. I had to look it up because I didn't know it. But So, uh, exhortion, according to Webster means to obtain from a person by force, intimidation, or legal power. So Paul does not want to obtain this money by force or any other means like that. No, that's not what he wants. In fact, he kind of says the opposite of that. He says that he reminds him what the gift's supposed to look like. He reminds him through a general principle of farming to illustrate that the gifts he's coming to collect should be given cheerfully out of whatever they've decided in their own hearts to give. So if we are like the Corinthian church in regards to our own missionaries and other missions, we should give in a similar fashion as, to, as the Corinthian church is being called to give. Uh, we give because we are thankful to God for providing it in the first place. But our giving goes, hey, it goes this way, to others. So we're giving to others. Looking at that others portion, he says that because of the gifts they receive, they will then glorify God. Ooh, completing the cycle. Um, he says, says this because of two reasons. Uh, one being because uh, your obedience, and the other being your generosity. This is making, the way he uses it, the and, it's like making these an equal, sit, equal uh, stating. So they're both important here. These, this is slightly different than what we saw a tiny bit earlier in the, sentence, in the phrasing. Because before he was just talking about this uh, giving and giving cheerfully kind of idea of generosity. And now he adds this level of obedience to it. He also mentions that they have a deep affection for you, both in their prayers and on behalf of God's grace in you, completing the cycle. But we only really see a hint of the other portions. We specifically see the us portion in the cycle because that's who Paul's talking to. He's talking to the Corinthian church, but yet we also fit that same spot as the Corinthian church. We can join in in the cycle here with the us portion. Um, we give to others so that they in turn can praise God. We join in with our giving to support our fellow brothers in their mission work as well. And we can give through a variety of ways other than just financially, it's what most people think of when we think of giving. We can give of our time our time is very important to missionaries as well. Paul, for example, he didn't travel alone. He had other people come alongside him, even if it was just for a season, like people Luke, uh, Silas, Titus, and Timothy, even John Mark. There were other people that he encountered throughout his mission uh, that went, can, kind of continued on in their own little areas, such as Priscilla and Aquila. And the list goes on of people helping out Paul throughout his missionary journey uh, by giving their time to help him out. There are others who gave of their possessions. Uh, Luke records 
number of individuals who helped out Paul by giving them housing while they were there in the different towns. People such as Jason of Thessalonica or Lydia of Philippi, just to name a few. While others still gave of uh, material possessions, such as Dorcas, who made clothes for other believers. All these gifts were given with a purpose, as a service to the saints, as well as an overflow of our thanksgiving to God. We can do similar things, too. Instead of Paul, because Paul's not around anymore, we have active missionaries, such that, uh, that we have got to see all of them today, so that's cool. Um, and just that we also that we uh, support uh, generously. Um, just to emphasize a few, uh, Great Lakes and Michiana, since those are the two that I've been a part of, I've been able to see and witness witness to you all that your gifts have been very, very thank, thankfully received and support them to do a whole range of activities. I mean, for example, Great Lakes. They just graduated, what is it now, 12 people uh, yesterday. And of these, you already have people going into churches late, as early as next week, going out and being involved in new communities that you've been able to help support. Um, also at Michiana, you've been able to reach a variety of kids from a variety of places, as far north as the UP and as far out as Montana even. That's just the extent of the range that your gifts have been reaching others. And these are just the ones that I can attest to, that I've seen. The church, can, you all, you've, you have the better opportunity of being able to reach out more than just me. ODCC has been very willing to give. And then there's just so many different uh, categories of places to go. But the... Uh, all of these missions fall into the other's position of giving. These people are who we give to, as well as others that we individually support. They are the ones that, in turn, praise God, as well as kind of join in with us in the us portion of continuing that gift. And I guess the final question I have to ask this morning is, how do we give? As Paul says, we give the amount we give cheerfully that we've already decided in our hearts. We give it with our time, our talents, possessions, and financially. We give so that others may live and praise God. So, as the worship team comes forward this morning to kind of close us out from here, we have the option of joining in with this cycle. Paul has brought to light today. Today can be the day, whether you've done so or not, to join in with your fellow believers and continue God's giving cycle.